Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Real As Yates podcast. We are your hosts, Taylor Yates and Paige Yates. In this podcast, we share with you everything we know about real estate, greater Boston, and life. And in case you're wondering, yes, we are in fact related. We are a top producing mother-son real estate agent team where we lead, surprise, the Yates team. So Paige, what's keeping you busy when you're not working or podcasting? So unfortunately or fortunately, depending (laughs) on how you look at it, I have been addicted to Prime Video and Netflix and watching kind of British mysteries. Ooh, like and, what kind of mysteries? Or dramas. They usually are a thriller. They've mm-hmm. got some crime in it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm so in love with watching them is I am loving seeing the countryside and uh-huh. the, where these are set. One I've been watching is set in Paris. So you see the Louvre and Notre Dame. And one is set in Shetland. So mm-hmm. you see all these beautiful open fields mm-hmm. and the water and the rocks and I kind of feel like I'm traveling to that spot. Yeah. So the show is probably secondary, but just going to different places, like Australia is one of them. So Mm -hmm. they go to Australia and I've watched some of those shows. So I'm into those shows. It's kind of like the Dan Brown mystery model, right? It's always in an exotic location, right? And with lots of history. He does a little bit more like the history. And and it's also the characters. I get caught up by the different yes. characters. Yeah. But I think the thing that I like most, and some of them aren't just British, but mm-hmm. it's the fact that it's different locations. So it's beautiful settings. Mm-hmm. It's character development. And I kind of feel like I'm doing a little mini book. Yeah. But I get to do it visually. Absolutely. That's what and, I've enjoyed. And just so that everyone is clear, this is not... Like, Paige is not suddenly interested in mysteries. Like, you've watched, like, a lot of CSI. Yeah. When I was a kid, we used to watch Murder, She Wrote Together. Yeah. We used to watch Diagnosis Murder, which yeah. that was probably my favorite. I, I still watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of vintage, again, this month we're talking about loving where you live. And this week, that means vintage vibes, incorporating retro elements into modern homes. So let's start by talking about what do we mean by vintage in the context of modern home design? Let's start with that. Well, we probably have a little bit of a difference of this Mm -hmm. because we're just kind of, I think of vintage as bringing old pieces Mm -hmm. into modern homes. Yeah. And the way I would describe old pieces could be old light fixtures. Mm -hmm. I have in my house, which is 1908, I added an addition that included Mm -hmm. the family room and kitchen. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I did was I got an old retrofitted Victory Crawford stove Mm -hmm. and painted it red. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the focal point of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. But it was retrofitted, so I've got gas burners, I've Mm -hmm. got electric stoves, and it's like, a speaking piece mm-hmm. when you come into the house. There isn't right. anybody that comes into the kitchen family room that doesn't go, wow. Right, that it comments on that red stove of yours. Correct. So we have that. And then years ago, many of my clients used a company called Dwayne's Wrecking Company mm-hmm. and would go down there to find old doorknobs mm-hmm. or old doors if they liked really heavy wooden doors that mm-hmm. they were from out of houses or interesting mantles from some of the old right. teardowns. Right. And then we've recently been seeing in the Boston, in the city, you find 
buildings where they're brick walls and post and beam and some of the old warehouses are revamped. Right. I think of bringing some of those old classic pieces Mm -hmm. into modern homes. That's what I think of when I think of vintage. Yeah, and I'm not too different from that. I think before the show we were talking about, like, what does that even mean, vintage? And my definition of vintage in home design is it's something that's older, that is not decor, right? We're not talking about antique furniture. We're talking about like what PH mentioned or what what you mentioned, mom, which is like these old mantles or old doorknobs. One of my favorites that I've seen was a house where the builder specializes in scavenging for pieces from old churches in the area because you get some really, really beautiful finishing carpentry on those pieces. And I saw this banister that was the focal point of basically the whole house where it's an old church banister and then he modernized it. And instead of having spindles going the way up, it had tempered glass. It just looked so, so good that it was like, that was what sold us on that. And I think speaking of like using a church, I think there are people that have incorporated stained glass, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. into kind of more traditional homes and mm-hmm. given it a little bit, like recycled that when a window right. that they found or something like that, just because it's colorful, it's light, it's adding mm-hmm. light to a space. But I do think that there are ways to reuse or recycle mm-hmm. or bring into a modern home some of these older pieces that, you know, if you look around a little bit, you might be able to find something of interest. Absolutely. How do you think it can be incorporated without making the house look dated? So I think, like, for instance, my red stove, mm-hmm. right? When I put it in, I know that it's not going to appeal to everybody, but I created a space so that if someone doesn't like it, they can take it out and put in a modern stove. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yep. I think you have to anticipate someone else not liking your vintage piece. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I think if you can make it something that is a showstopper, mm-hmm. the accent piece adds, like you were mentioning, the banister, right? Mm-hmm. This beautiful wood banister with a tempered glass. That's a perfect use of something old and making it fit into a modern home. Mm -hmm. My vintage stove, a stained glass window from a church that meant something to you, or maybe a mantle, but you don't take the entire mantle. You just use parts of it. Right. I think that it's important to, you can't put something like a huge, heavy-duty mantle Mm -hmm. into a contemporary home. It's just not going to look right. Yeah, it's going to be You have to pick and choose things that make the most sense. Right. I'll define it in two ways. So the simple one is too much of a good thing, right? Don't do too much of a good thing. So if you have like a couple of vintage elements in a home or a space that can look really good, if everything is vintage, then guess what? You've got a vintage looking home, right? You do. Now, there's some things where it's like, you do the reverse. Like you do too much of a good thing and it actually works. I have a friend with a condo in Fort Point. And for those of you who don't know, Fort Point in Boston, it's kind of this like trendy little micro neighborhood. I don't know. Why do you think it's like three blocks? Yeah, maybe. And a lot of brick and beam condos there because it used to be more of like an industrial warehouse area, right? And that's how they used to build these old industrial buildings. It was giant timbers and bricks. So because it was an old industrial building, she's got like 15 foot ceilings, right? In a one bedroom condo. And you're like, 
like if new construction, you would never build ceilings that high. You would make them high, like nine feet, 10 feet, 11 feet, but you would never make them 15 feet. But because she's in a vintage style condo where they kept that element, you get this thing where it's like, it's like more of a good thing than you would get anywhere else. And that's where vintage really helps the space. And of course, she's got the matching floor to ceiling windows that gives her this spectacular view towards the Blue Hills. But it, yeah. but there's an example of a developer yeah. came in mm-hmm. and took an industrial building, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was near the Leather District or on the wharf, you know, you see the use of, you maintain the old components of the mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. and bring in the modern expectations. Right. You know, the bathrooms and the kitchen. Right. But the brick wall, the floor to seal ceiling windows, mm-hmm. the beams, those are all just incredibly authentic right. to that time period. Right. And yet they've renovated the building to be for more modern living. Right. And they just look intrinsically good. Like wood looks good. Brick looks good. What is the most unique vintage item you've seen incorporated into a modern home? And how did it transform the space? I keep referring to the red stove, but it's probably yeah. one of the most vintage, <laughs> okay. Okay. vintage other, items. Other than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard. I don't know if I could come up with one. But I did see the way I actually got to this gentleman in Littleton. He actually finds old 50 mm-hmm. stoves and refrigerators, and he collects them, mm-hmm. and he— rebuilds them. So I've seen kind of, I want to call them antique kitchen equipment that has been renovated in other people's houses. And I think those can be, and they typically are colorful. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of, I've seen them in coastal homes and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I don't know, sometimes a very cool light fixture could be vintage. Mm -hmm. You know, you find it. So those would be kind of the things that I think of. Yeah. I mean, I've already mentioned two of my favorites, those really high ceilings and that really cool banister. To add to that pile, I'll point to my house. I I had this, when I renovated my house, we kind of like redid the front entryway and had this old door knocker that was so old and had never been cleaned that it was tarnished and basically black and green. It looked terrible. And so I was actually going to throw it away and replace it with something a little bit more modern, a little bit more minimalist. And I was like, well, let me just, before I throw it out, let me just see what happens if I polish it. And it was gorgeous. It's like this lion's head, this like big, now it is this like big gold thing on my door and it looks totally awesome. There's not a lot of things like that around my doorway or around my house. So I'm not, I'm not overdoing it, but I do have this like one statement piece immediately when you walk into my home. I think there are also people that have found, speaking of entrances, is they're very cool light fixtures mm-hmm. that are a feeling of vintage mm-hmm. or of interest because they might be like Patty Brothers where they have kind of glass that's wavy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like multiple sides and there's mm-hmm. like kind of a reflection in them. So I think you can, if you dig deep, you yeah. can find some interesting pieces. Absolutely. Do you think vintage can be a unique selling point in the competitive market? I mean, it's a seller's market around here, so you don't really need a leg up. But if you did, would it be? I don't think so. I think it comes back to style and taste. If someone appreciates your style and taste, they're going to say, I can live here right now, right right this minute, and I want this house. Right. If I like vintage, great. If I don't like vintage, I'll take it anyways. Yeah. 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 
Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be back in a minute with some jokes and uh, questions from the audience. Did you know that Taylor and I aren't just your favorite real estate podcast hosts? We're also pretty darn good at our day jobs. With over 30 years experience and $1 billion sold in greater Boston, we're real estate agents you can trust. If you're buying or selling a home, reach out to us at contact at yatesboston.com today. All right, Paige, ready for this week's joke? Why did the mortgage broker always eat lunch by himself? Something to do with rates. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he was a loner. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. All right. That's very good. Okay. So question from the audience. I'm a first time home buyer interested in a property with some cool vintage features. What should I look out for to ensure these features won't become costly repairs down the line? It sort of depends on what you're talking about. If you are just talking about like accent pieces, like cron molding or banisters. a mantle, banisters, that like those are probably going to be fine. If you're saying, hey, I've got like a vintage roofing, <laughs> like, right. that might be an issue with the caveat of like slate roofs are often vintage because they last forever. Like they will be up there for as long as, like long after we're all dead, with the exception of if you break a slate tile, that's expensive to fix because you're not just having a guy go throw up some asphalt shingles. You, you got to go get that stone. If that's what you're talking about, then keep those tree branches cleared away from your home so they can't fall on your roof and shatter any tiles. But again, if it's structural thing where the rest of the integrity of the house relies on it, vintage is probably not what you want. But if it's just like an accent and just changes the aesthetic of the house, it's probably fine. Or if you you mentioned the condo down mm-hmm. in Boston where they have structurally taken an old building mm-hmm. and clearly modernized the structure and the safety yeah. to current standards, yeah. then I think you'd be fine. Yeah, If you're going to buy something like that yourself and redo the building, yeah. you've got to know what you're up against. Yes, Because absolutely. foundations, like I was selling in a house that was an antique one time, and we had an inspection, and it turned out that the house had actually moved off the sills. So oh, my God. Half of the beams were sitting on the sill, and half were <sighs> in the basement. So to me, that's a structural thing mm-hmm. of something that's old mm-hmm. that you really need to make sure you've had professionally inspected yeah. and reviewed. I think vintage accents, I'd say go for it. It adds a little fun mm-hmm. and might change the vibe of the house a little bit mm-hmm. and can always be changed out. Mm-hmm. I think structural items like brick and beams, things that you find in an antique, that I really think you need to have professional inspections and right. professional advice because those can be very costly. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks for the awesome question. If you're a curious cat and would like your question to be considered, just send us an email at contact at yatesboston.com or slide into our DMs at Yates Team Boston. That's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week wherever you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, be sure to like, subscribe, and give us that five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Yates Team Boston or on the web at yatesboston.com.